1: Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson. It is Friday, January the 15th in the year 2021. 20, wow. Can't believe it's already 2021. It's like last year, even with COVID, it seemed like it just flew fucking by. So hopefully, you know, everybody, you know, you take the time, you you tell the people you know that hey, I love you. Rock the fuck out. Metal the fuck out. Do what you got to do. Hopefully you take that time with those people and, and you know, I think last year was one of those things, one of those years where you know, we we were afraid to see a lot of our loved ones because we didn't want to get them sick or anything like that, or we didn't want to be around somebody who possibly would had got a, got sick or anything like that. So take the time, give them a call if you need to, and just say, "Hey, I'm thinking about you." You know. But anyways, uh, I got uh, Dead Wolf from Toronto, Canada on the show this week. Super awesome fucking cats. A great palate cleansing band, honestly. Because, you know, I've had some black thrash bands on. I've had some uh, power metal bands on. I've had some fantasy metal bands on uh, in the past, you know, year. But this is just like traditional heavy metal. You know, it's rocking good fucking tunes, you know, straight to fuck up kind of stuff. And I think that's a great dynamic for the show this week. Because nothing like, like sliding in just... You know, just riding in on it, right? But before we get into talking with Tommy and Bobby, let's talk about some other stuff. So I'm working with a record store here out of Louisville, Kentucky called Better Days Records. And going in there, we're revamping the metal section in the store. We're looking at putting all these. Independent bands that I've had on the show. We're starting out with vinyl first. We're talking about putting all these independent bands that I've had on the show and a lot of the other ones as well that, you know, I haven't had on the show yet. Like, I want to get on the show, like Visigoth, Destructor, Fire by Sword, Viral Strain, uh, Affront, Vault Wraith, all of these bands, you know, along with the Haunts and Beastmakers, Midnight, Vanek, uh, Lady Beast, all of those bands as well. In an actual curated metal section by myself and a couple other people here in town. Because I think there's a calling for it, right? So, if you have any bands, if you're a part of a band, and you listen to the show, and you have some info on like where I can get your stuff from, your albums, especially if it's on vinyl right now, CDs are coming, but we're going to test the vinyl market first. So, if you have vinyl, shoot me a message. Metalforgeradio at gmail.com. I want to buy it. I want to put it in the store. You know, I want to turn more people on to your music. Also, if you own a zine, you publish a zine, you know where I can get zines. We're going to put those in the store as well. So, let me know where I can get them. And I do want to give a shout-out really fast to Paul over at Soul Grinder Zine, who had a contest last week, and I actually won. I was surprised. I was like, holy fuck. You know, I I don't really ever win things. I haven't won anything in a very long time, and that was a radio giveaway 15-plus years ago, right? Where last time I won concert tickets. But he sent me issue number seven of the Soul Grinder Zine, and super bitchin artwork on the cover. I'm digging this. And it's like 80 pages, you know, it's a big ass book. It's like it's like a it's like heavy metal magazine, you know. It's there's some comic stuff in here, there's some reviews, there's articles. It's a uh, I'm I'm I just got it in the mail earlier this week. I'm going to dig into it this weekend and see what it's all about. But in that care package, I also received the cassette tape of the Soul Grinder Zen Attack Volume 3 cassette. Um you know, we talk about that in the interview today with uh, Dead Wolf about the cassette stuff. So that's pretty cool. I also received the, let me see here, it was the Soul Grinder Deadly Mosh Revenge. It's a six-way split compilation disc. Fucking awesome stuff, you know. Uh, along with a bunch of stickers from like uh, like Stabby Stabby Hamlet and all of these other stuff, you know. It's cool shit all the way around. Uh, so Paul. Uh, If you're out there listening, you got something coming back to you in the mail. Thank you so much. You know, this is super fucking cool. And I'm looking to jam the fuck out on some of that stuff, you know? Just fucking awesome. So, again, you have uh, albums out there. You have zines out there. Shoot me a message. Metalforgeradio at gmail.com. I want to put these things in my store. I want to, you know, feature you. I want to get more people turned on to your material. You know, create. A market for it here in my city more so than what there already is because we've already got a pretty decent market we just want to make it a better one and i think everybody's cool with that you know i think metal these days has never been more in tune with what it needs to be than now and with all the bands i mentioned earlier the bands that i want to have on the show the bands that i featured on the show fucking awesome stuff Speaking of zines too, the, the dude from Infernal Return, you know, um, whatever happened to you, man, I'm looking for an issue number three. Uh, hopefully everything's okay with you. You know, you, you did the first two, you featured uh, black knife in, in, in the second issue. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a third one, dude. <laughs> Where you at? Shoot me a message. You're on my Instagram. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's something I can mention. Uh, This past week, uh, we reached over 3,100 likes on Facebook and over 600 likes on uh, Instagram. So we're effectively over 3,700 people between all the platforms, whether it's uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We've reached over 3,700 people. So the numbers are growing. You're liking this, I think, which is fucking awesome because I'm liking it too, you know. Uh, the listens on, on the show have never been higher. Fucking shoot me messages. Let me know what's up. You know, tell me a band you want to have on the show. Shoot me some questions you have for bands, you know, or is there any other questions you want to hear me ask? You know, do you want to ask a certain band any questions when, you know, recommend the band and recommend a question. That's all I can say. So anyways... Before we get into the interview, I also want to thank Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, uh, Tattoo Charlie's, Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards, and The Wrestling Steve Show, and all the Patreon uh, subscribers out there. Thank you all so fucking much. Onward and Upward 2021 is looking great. and Thank you all for that. So, let's get into some Dead Wolf. You know, traditional palate-cleansing heavy fucking metal from Toronto, Canada. Three-piece, by the way. And anybody who knows me personally and knows Overload, you know i love a three-piece fucking band because hey that's all you fucking need right that's that's really all you need so in the form of traditional heavy fucking metal this is pedal to the metal by dead wolf pedal to the metal I'm being joined on the line right now from Toronto, Canada, with the members of Dead Wolf, Bobby Deuce, and Tommy Wolf. Guys, how are you doing today?
0: We're doing pretty good.
1: Doing good. Yeah,
0: and great. Sunday night, you know.
1: Definitely, this is yeah. I kind of <laughs> let it leak there that we're pre-recording this, so <laughs> for sure. Yes. Um. So tell everybody out in Metal Forge Land about Dead Wolf. Well, we're uh, we're
0: a three-piece band. Composed of myself, Thomas Wolf, Bobby Deuce, and uh, our new drummer uh who's not with us tonight, uh Rawa brandt we uh we just released our EP not too long ago, December eighteenth on Boomsdale records they're they're putting it all out digitally and um yeah, we're just uh we're getting ready to rock and roll when uh when shows finally uh, become a thing.
1: yeah, when they start yeah, to really. come back again, right? Exactly. Yeah, this has been the craziest time ever in, you know, my life as a musician. I'm sure, you know, we're all probably we're all around the same age, I'm sure, but it's been like that for everybody, I'm sure. No one else really has ever probably experienced anything like this musically, you know, where it's just been like such a shutdown of everything. Um interestingly (laughs) enough, I have some friends that are in a band in Australia and you know, they haven't had a new case since like the end of October. So they're actually, oh, no, no, no. Um, and they're actually starting to play shows and stuff again. They've got tours booked for Australia, oh yeah, New, New Zealand. I've been
0: watching shows from like bands out there. New Zealand still right. having uh, full stadium
2: shows now. You know, it's, right. it's they just funny. they just announced they're COVID free. Yeah, like
1: the whole yeah. New Zealand, yeah. boom. Right, yeah. and it, it's just it's insane that like, I mean, I get why the United States is not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, being in the United States myself, I understand why we're not. But you know, and, and even, even us
0: being up here in Canada, North America is just fucked right now because shit, they, they're still letting everyone travel. You know, right. unfortunately, and that's what New Zealand, Australia—they cut that shit out,
1: right? And I know that they were making their quarantines like an actual month long. If you came into the oh, country, no. into the country, you know, they they locked your ass up. Oh, <laughs> really for sure, yeah. so you just released the e p back in December, and it's got six songs on it, and five. Oh, F- I'm five sorry. songs yeah. I'm sorry, i was reading no, no. I was reading six to midnight as I said <laughs> as I was saying that, which is the last track on there five songs we like to we like to track people definitely, have- <laughs> definitely, which is all good, <laughs> obviously, you worked on this during uh the quarantine and everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, do you have more ready to go for when shows come in?
2: Well, I mean, we've we've got I I'd, I'd say three at, at least three tracks that are in the works right now. Um, one is yeah. p- pretty much done; just needs a little some fine tuning. But hopefully, hopefully by the by by the spring summer, we'll have everything ready to start recording the full length.
1: Oh, awesome. yeah. So the the EP will contain you know the same songs as what the full length will have they'll just be re-recorded yeah More we're gonna uh, we're,
2: we've actually decided to not take one track from the ep and not put it on the full length so the ep still has some you know oh, reason to get different.
1: it different yeah definitely mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you're going to go with a, an actual physical release at that point.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we've, uh, we're going to be releasing the EP on cassette. There's some things in the works, but, uh, it will be coming out on cassette. We just can't really talk about it too much. Yeah, understandable.
1: Huh, you know, sure. Yeah. You know, that's such a cool thing. And, you know, I've been speaking with a lot of bands here recently that have released so much material that, you know, the cassette market has really come back like tenfold oh, for yeah. these independent bands. For sure. You like, know, literally they, today, just today, I picked up this stack right here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> yeah.
2: That was just earlier today. Just from one dude. Yeah. It's like, cassettes are the thing. i are coming back for sure.
1: You know, and maybe it's just me. I, I'm not huge on cassettes personally because, you know, I had a bunch of them when I was younger.
2: Because and, they're
0: the worst form of fucking audio you could ever buy
3: one
2: so it's it's degrading
1: well, and, uh,
2: every every time you listen it's over
1: I'm yeah. not sure, I don't know if it's the worst form of audio that you could buy, but I mean' cause digital you know digital twenty years ago when it first really started coming out, that shit sucked, but like yeah. you know at oh, least yeah. now at least now. With the digital market, musicians and producers and such have come a long way in being able to produce a great sound for a digital medium. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. as opposed to it wasn't just like uh, you know uh, back in the '80s. I had a uh, I have an original press CD copy of Fly By Night, and oh, yes. it sounds just like they ripped it from the vinyl to put it on the CD. No. That's oh cool. no <laughs> and it and of course it doesn't sound like the vinyl because you know it's compressed audio at that point, and, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so many advancements have have went crazy with with the production of things, especially with being able to bring out cassettes and I'm still a big fan of the uh the seven inch singles
0: oh yeah. seven inch those singles cool. oh, those are fucking classic man Definitely. And you know what it's all, it's all coming back around, you know everyone's getting too sh- sick of uh how disposable music is you know like don't get me wrong at the end of the day you know with youtube and everything it's super it's super convenient and easy to find new bands and whatnot but everything's so disposable you know you're no longer listening to full albums you're listening to songs that are just on playlists you know cherry picking songs out of albums is what records you sit down you crack a couple beers with your buddies in the basement and you listen to a full album and you're going to hear these songs that, okay, maybe they weren't the, the radio singles, but they're really good fucking songs.
1: Oh, absolutely. I was having that conversation with somebody the other day, uh, just in, in personal life, you know, conversation stuff. And, and, he brought up the black album and yep. talking about like what's considered an album track. And I said, Well, you know, my favorite song on that album is struggle within. It's the last it's really last song on the album. And it's just like, who else would say something like that? You know, that yeah you're you're gonna lead towards
3: to actually listen to
1: the record, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. I come from a time when when to me I heard so much stuff from other people musically that I wanted to hear it's like okay well what's what's after this you know it can't be these same four songs so yeah. that's where <laughs> and and I guess that's the great thing about you know finding new artists on like Bandcamp because a lot of this I, yeah. I, I a lot of artists I find s- strictly through Bandcamp and through Instagram which is where I found you guys was on Instagram and then I, uh, I listened to it and I was like this is pretty fucking kick ass shit and Thanks. and it's it's how it's t- how everything's turned around. And you know, going through Bandcamp, I buy uh album EP exclusive, you know, like the whole thing. I don't buy single tracks off of there because yeah. to me it's kind of it's counterproductive, I guess. Yep. You know, to just buy one song of of somebody's because there are so many bands and in Bandcamp, you know, where it's, you know, where it's relegated to price by the artist. You know, so many bands put their stuff on there, and I think a lot of it is underpriced. Oh,
2: 100% it's underpriced. Every every single one of these bands has put so much work into each track, they're selling it for two bucks, you know, and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. Three
1: bucks. Or, you know, you get like what, what I've done with my personal collection on there where it's like anything that's over like five years old is like in the $5 bin on my side. Uh, yeah. So it's like, you know, see if it moves, I guess. Yeah. The unfortunate
3: yeah. thing is
0: that in our, you know, in society today, everything's gone up in price, you know, the housing market, food, whatever. Music has not, Right. you know. So you've got these bands that are shilling out, Today's yep. prices into recording, uh, merch, blah blah blah, but they're making, you know,
1: 1970s earnings, earnings <laughs> off it, <laughs> right? The money, the, the same money they would have made in 1977. <laughs> <laughs> And and, and the going
0: right back into their band, you know? Like, we're not making any fucking money. Nobody's making fucking money. You make some money at shows, but that goes back into your band, you know? Unless you're like Bob Seger or fucking Metallica, you're not making
1: fucking money. Right. Well, you know, that's one of the things that's so backwards in the United States with... And I guess, you know, uh, Canada and the United Kingdom, because they still... Feature like um, ASCAP and BMI and CSAC and all of that. That's where, like on public radio, it's so backwards where most of the artists that get paid from FM radio are going to be your Bob Seegers, your Metallicas, your, uh, you know, Iron Maiden will get paid off of it when they, if you have a station in your area that will play them, you know, bands yeah. like that. Bands like uh, you or I, you know, we're not going to see that, that royalty money because there's no one out there to go and get it for us. No,
0: no, exactly. And at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to now bands are, you know, it's, it's really, you know, you're doing it yourself. You know, you're, you're reaching out to these people, you know, you're putting your own money into it. And, yeah, it's it's a gamble, you know? You don't know if you're going to make it back, you know? You put some money into,
2: like... 99% of the time, you don't make it back, you know? No, right. exactly.
1: What's that? Uh, there's a saying out there that says, you know, don't expect a, a return on investment.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's being in a fucking ban, but it's, you know... When it comes to Bobby and I, it's, uh, we just want to rock and roll, you know, that's, that's it. At the end of the day, you know, we've, we've got our lives, you know, and we just want to fucking play. Right.
1: And, and that's the whole sentiment behind it where it's just, what else is there to do really? Except for, you know, to play your show and rock the fuck out.
0: Yeah, I don't know much else than, you know, cracking a few beers, you know, throwing on some tunes, and when it comes down to it, fucking
2: rocking and rolling, you know. Definitely. There's not much else to do these days, but sit around and listen to music either, so like, well, you know, exactly. true,
1: and even, even barring any kind of, like, COVID restrictions, say if it were even normal life, normal in air quotes here, um you know what else are you going to do you're going to still do the same things we're doing now just okay you might go out to eat more occasionally you know you might go to play more shows but even still if you're not going on tour chances are you're not playing a show in your hometown every weekend of the month so no
3: no
0: We, we one of our plans once you know once uh things are a little back to normal. We're, uh, we're hitting the ground running we're going out on tour. You know, we're already talking to people setting shit up, you know, and, uh, we're coming out swinging
2: and, and that's, that's all it. you can
1: do really. That's and true. there's no
2: reason not to do it. Like we've been the shitty thing about this COVID deal with all these bands. So many bands have written so much music and they can't even tour with the new albums, just yeah. sitting on new albums, that's, sitting on this. It's like so hard.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's very true. And, Honestly to me the live stream thing really it doesn't do it for me. I watched a quite a few live stream concerts with the covid thing. It's not the same. I watched a band wow. release an album and do an actual, you know, an actual album release show live stream. And for donating to the to the stream, you got like a a, a copy of it where you got like a, a Bandcamp download code. That's cool. And it was cool, mm-hmm. but like it's still, I, they're an all instrumental band, and I would have loved mm-hmm. to have just been there in person. Just yes. because I guess it's the feeling of music, not just necessarily the audio behind it. If that yeah, makes for me, sense. For me, it has a
2: lot to do with the atmosphere at the show.
1: That's, yes. Some
2: people there, are, you're feeding off their energy as they're feeding off yours, and you're in it together, watching the band, rocking out. Now you're mm-hmm. at home in your living room watching a TV right well there's no one, there's no one there to camaraderie you know it's just gone right not to mention the
0: uh you know when it comes to streaming these things if something pops up if a connection drops or
1: yeah you lose everything that was in the uh, yeah. last week's episode
0: Oh, yeah. The last good live stream I saw that, you know, something didn't fuck up. Uh, last, it would have been like at the start of the whole lockdown. I watched the Dropkick Murphy's, uh, uh St. Patty's Day show, right? And look, like, that was fucking flawless. You know, they're on a big stage, they have the money to do this and all that, right? Right. But when it comes to you know bands like mine, yours and theirs, it, it it's it's not going to be the same quality. it's not going to be right. the same connection. it's not going to be the same feel and it, it just it leaves the bands at the end of the day wondering, oh fuck, why do we even do that? You know?
1: Right. And there's people that I would say that could go out and do an amazing live stream, you know. Oh, yeah. And and I'm gonna sure. throw yeah. I'm gonna throw uh, Haunt out there in that. I think Haunt would make an amazing live stream uh band for now. For sure. But like I understand why he doesn't do it personally. Yeah. Because it's not the yeah. same. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's just At not the, the same. The All right, hang out for just a second. We're gonna come right back with the members of Dead Wolf. Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky, featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington, a staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait.
2: Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at Maxwell'sHouseOfMusic.com
1: We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards! When you all get together to write... Because I know you all are both in the same area. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're we're like a
2: small drive away from each other, yeah. but it's
1: nothing. Okay, so you all actually get together, write your music. Uh, do you strictly do it that way, or do you are you sending things back and forth through Messenger <laughs> and recording songs away? from a bit. It's a bit, it's a bit of both
3: yeah a bit of both Both
0: both. uh we'll send back ideas and then work them out
2: together you know
1: okay so yeah like
2: i mean in the in the beginning like uh tom had started writing a bunch of songs so he had already like had bass lines written and structures down he's like i need a guitar player so that's how that happened right he had all these ideas and i joined and helped him finish the ideas for the for 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 most of the ep
0: okay yeah
2: but it, it
0: all came together in such a in such a way that like if it wasn't for Bobby, these songs wouldn't sound how they do, you know? And we're the way,
2: the way we're playing off each other now, it's, we wouldn't even be able to guess it, you know? Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah, new stuff me. is because we're doing it together. It's coming in like it's so smooth, like effortlessly. It's writing itself. It's so good. Definitely. So. And
1: it's part of the camaraderie of writing with another person, I think
2: totally totally
1: and oh yeah it's like watching two guitar players or a, a guitarist and a bassist just sit there and and come in sync with each other and you can see stage, it happen you can see it happening live yeah. like when uh you can watch James and Kirk on stage oh yeah and that's like flow. it's like their hands
2: are conjoined sometimes It just
1: yeah
2: it's cool a- it's cool absolutely. Shit
1: to see yeah and and it creates a great visual so I I, I would be interesting to see See it live, I guess, <laughs> for yeah. sure. So if you're coming through uh, Kentucky, I we need, will I, be. I, I need to know. We'll be, we will be. <laughs> for sure on the EP. Was it recorded with the drummer, or was it actually programmed?
2: Well, actually, yeah,
0: I I recorded the drums. Okay. Um, I've yeah, I've been drumming for like my old band. Uh, punk band we were you know touring here and there i've I've been playing the drums for like fucking like 16 years or some shit um but i've also been playing bass for a while right and uh i knew what i wanted the drums to sound like and uh it was before we had a drummer so i just right our original drummer was uh (laughs) Yeah, the original drummer was my Yamaha keyboard with the, <laughs> with the,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. He kept
2: a beat. He had right. one beat. He did it well. Yeah. yeah time. Uh,
1: but, I mean, there's so many bands out there today that actually do that, that record, you know, programmed drums and would mm-hmm. love to have somebody or themselves be able to learn how to play them and, and do them. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Rumors are hard to find, man. You, you know, that was one of good the good ones. Things. Good ones are yes. hard to find. Good ones are hard to yeah. find. That was yeah. one of the things we were talking about before on the uh Soul Grinder episode is like they have like one drummer out there that everybody knows and he's in the same band yeah. he's in the like six yeah, bands like- and he has no <laughs> life. <laughs> so yeah. it's and, like, uh, I
2: have I've I played in another band and that drummer was in twenty bands.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: Yeah. It was just insane. He was in like every band in a scene at a time. It was crazy. There was, he's just good. And you know, it's hard finding good drummer
1: with everything, you know, release wise and everything that we've talked about so far, you know, I do like to ask personal questions to the band just because COVID has drilled it into our heads, especially here in America. Everybody says the same thing. Stay safe, stay smart, stay healthy. You know, we're all Mm -hmm. in this together. It's like watching high school (laughs) musical or something. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. So, so I like to actually get to know musicians more. So I like to ask some personal questions, you know, these are somewhat music related, somewhat not, just you as people. What is your best quality?
0: Best quality. Um uh, this is the hardest question. <laughs> I'd have to say I'm a good buddy, you know, at the end of the day. I I don't know. I like catching up with people, you know, throughout the
2: quarantine, you know, calling people up. Touching base. No one has ever actually phone called me more than this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I just like talking. (laughs) I,
0: I've always been a big bar guy, right? So you know, you go to the bar, you you know, you you see your buddies, right? And throughout the year, we haven't been able to do that. So like, I don't know. I just totally. I like calling up people and chatting with them, making sure they're doing well, and you know, touching base and. Rather than that, I'd say I'm a good listener too.
1: (laughs) Right on. Well I think most musicians are good listeners for the most part.
2: I would hope so.
1: I mean yeah We spend our
2: time listening.
1: Exactly. (laughs) See? It it works like that. (laughs) What about you, Bobby? What's what's your best quality? I don't know. I guess He he always brings the beer. No. (laughs) Well actually
2: me me and Tom are pretty good on splitting that so most of the time. I guess for me, my my best quality would be the fact that uh, when it comes to music, I'm never gonna give up. That's it. Yeah, I'm gonna play that. guitar until I die, and whatever band
1: I'm with gets the dedication that I'd give. Awesome, and that is a great quality to
2: have.
0: Well, oh, that beats the shit out of my answer. <laughs> no,
1: no, I think they're both equally as good. Uh, what's the last thing you watched on YouTube?
2: YouTube. Oh, last thing I watched on YouTube actually. Believe it or not, my nephew just made me watch some video of these two dudes building a mud hut, <laughs> just so you know.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think
0: I just watch on YouTube, like, I don't know, I th- probably just like 80s music videos. Right on. I think yeah, the first thing I saw was um, Electric Blue by Icehouse.
1: Oh man.
0: Wow.
3: Uh,
1: Just because I'm going to have to put a link to that in the description below. (laughs) He he literally played that song like 15 times in a row one night. It was so real. That
2: song's been stuck in my head for fucking ever.
1: Nice. This is a uh, fan favorite question here Uh, Denim or leather?
2: Denim. I love denim. I love my denim. I'm actually wearing my leather jacket less lately because I love my denim.
0: Nice. Fucking denim, man. Red, white, and true. That's what it is. That's a Canadian staple. Right. We're <laughs> going to a wedding? Denim on denim. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who would be a dream musician to either meet or work with?
0: To me,
2: I'd love, I'd love to meet Sting.
1: Nice. That's, that's not, yeah. that's not that's I don't think mess. anybody else has ever said Sting.
2: Well, believe it yeah. or not, he loves the police. They're one of his that's favorite bands. That's my favorite band, the police.
1: Nice. I mean, yeah. Sting's badass, dude. That Well, that whole band is badass.
2: Sting was badass. Uh, they are actually really, really talented, believe it or not. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I love the police, like, during the
0: police era. Sting afterwards, you know, he, he started getting super fucking pretentious, you know. But when it comes to, like, you know, like, 77 through 83 police, like, right. that's fucking right on. Hey, and, man. yeah, just,
2: yeah their brains, you know.
1: Definitely. What about you, Bobby?
2: Um, I mean, to to work with, oh, it's so hard. But I, uh, to be honest, if I could play with anybody, it'd be Glenn Tipton from Judas Priest. He'd be able to show you the coolest licks, man. Judas Priest, like,
1: right, 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 definitely. Um, I actually watched uh the music video to Rockarola today.
2: Nice. <laughs> it's the <Yeah>. cheesiest video.
1: <laughs> Out of famous people in general, who would you like to meet? You
2: know, starting well, uh, is this this might be weird, but I want to meet Keanu Reeves so bad. He's such a cool dude. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Nah. I, I mean, for me growing up growing up watching the Bill and Ted movies, I thought he was the coolest dude of all time. Yeah. So
1: I mean, no, I get yeah. it. I get it. He he's I'm not a big Bill and Ted fan, but I'm I like speed. Oh I like speed. Oh, speed
2: rules though. The first speed movie's so good. Yeah, Dennis and, Hopper. And, oh yeah. And it's So
1: good. Jeff Daniels and yep, definitely.
0: It's such a good movie. What
1: about you, Tommy?
0: Uh, I would love to meet Dan Aykroyd. Oh,
1: that's Absolutely. good. That's good. He's I, a fucking, he's a, Canadian,
0: he's a Canadian legend. You know, you're talking Ghostbusters. You're talking great outdoors, original SNL lineup, you know? Oh, yeah. And he's, he's got a cottage not too far from me. So I'm like, are you camping out next yeah. to it? just waiting just waiting for his moment
3: yeah here i
0: am trying to look up trying to find out where this guy lives so i can just knock on his door and be like hey dan i got this 12 pack (laughs) free beers let's shoot the shit because you know he you know he's a right-on guy that would just be like well fuck all right yeah give me your beers
1: you know watching uh (laughs) like getting on TikTok and watching those videos some of those i, I don't know really, if you've ever seen any of them on there like i don't know TikTok like i don't have it either uh there's some stuff with like him and uh Jim Belushi where they're going to like different house of blues dressed as the blues brothers just like uh, going, going in and being like hey what's up and, and yeah I mean, you know, I mean the fucking blues
0: brothers i mean like that's like a, just watched that this yesterday morning I think, I like, nice. you know
1: well, I mean, he's like you
0: throw in an all-black suit and a fucking black fedora, and like you are one of the Blues Brothers. I, I and to meet that guy would just be—it'd be, It'd be you awesome. Know, at a
1: and you actually said the Great Outdoors, which is my favorite like kid vacation movie. You know,
0: Buddy him and John Candy. Oh, it's great. Jeez. He's a legend. I mean, it's
1: it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's absolutely great. I I love it. You know from everything in it, you know, where it's just he's just this pompous dick in in the movie and then yeah. you find out that he has nothing. Spoiler, oh yeah. spo- spoiler just, alert just, thirty years. the past. role
0: he plays in Tommy boy. I mean like it's it's great, you know? Oh yeah absolutely what's i mean you... i i would have i would have said uh you know john candy but unfortunately the man's past my favorite right. film is uncle buck you know nice <laughs> I mean,
1: nice these movies that, 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 and that. Anderson, woof. definitely <laughs> um, what's your favorite wow. breakfast food cigarettes and coffee <laughs> yes <laughs> Spoken like a true rock star,
0: buddy. You just get a fucking cup of Hortons and a couple
2: darts in you, and you're good uh, to go until noon. Honestly, just coffee is all I need in the morning. I don't eat most food until like noon at least.
1: Nice. All right. So, coffee and cigarettes. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, what do you invest too much time into? Too much time into
3: lately,
0: uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yes. (laughs) I, I yeah I've been playing that lately you know no what I invest too much time into is finding bunk cassette tapes at the thrift store that are already chewed up that people you know fucking donated and then you know if I find a good glass tiger tape well it's not actually good. I gotta go out and find another one all my fucking April wine tapes have just been fucking chewed from cassette players. I spend more time looking for good fucking tape decks
1: than I do doing my laundry. You
0: know. Wow.
1: Fuck. <laughs> I time. mean, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you're right. There's so many. There's so many uh, tapes and stuff out there that have been mangled that you get a copy mm-hmm. of. And you know, I guess you're part of the the culture that will split like a good case and a good cassette. This is my
3: stuff that's
0: mangled right now that I got to fucking. You know, here's Magadeth, so far, so good. Here's April Wine, First Glance, fucking Nature the Beast, fucking Van Halen, Women, Children, First. I feel like these are prime fucking cassettes that tape decks have fucking chewed up. And now I gotta fucking try and find them again. Right. You know, it's a, it's it's an ongoing
2: struggle Definitely. that really points down to That's the that's the downside of collecting cassettes.
1: See, that's, yeah. that's the reason why I don't do it. I, I have a very limited cassette run <laughs> of what I have. And it's the very
2: reason I tell people not I to do it. <laughs> I got really hard into them because one of my old work trucks only had a cassette player. So I started loading up on cassettes and that's, That's what really got me into it. My brother's first car had a; it only had a fucking
0: tape deck, right? I remember the first one of the first tapes I lifted from the old VV boutique was uh, Mr. Big's uh, "Lean Into It." I think I think it's "Lean Into It."
1: Yeah,
0: and oh yeah, we would just drive around listening to that all the time.
1: You know. About six or so, six or seven years ago, when the tape thing really came back, when it was first starting again, that was, I I sit there and I asked the guys like, why would you want to put this out on cassette? And he's like, well, you know, the thing is, is most of these people's fan base you know these 16 year old 17 year old kids are getting their first cars and they're not getting new cars they're getting these they're, the, not, like, they're, not they're not. getting these 90 90 91 95 honda, 96 97 honda garbage cars ha- yeah. yeah these this like 1990 honda with a tape deck in it and they want to listen <laughs> to their friend's band it's perfect it's perfect <laughs> and that's what they do to have that 91 honda tape deck again it's such a such an awesome thing, I guess. But, anyways, let's take another break. We're gonna come right back with more Dead Wolf here at the Metal Forge. Hey, guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so, if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called the Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro-wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro-wrestling! What's one thing you'd change about yourself?
2: My feet. I would fix my eyes, man. I actually wear glasses and contacts, so I would just fix those straight up. Yeah.
1: Right on. And what I,
2: I have size
0: 14 feet, and good luck finding fucking shoes. I have to buy a size 13 shoes, uh, which are actually a little too small for my feet, so I grin and bear it. Um, yeah. It. Uh, rather than that, um, I don't know, man. I'm pretty right on.
1: (laughs) Right on. Hell yeah. What food can you not stand?
0: A lot of seafood. Yeah, no, like um octopus, you know, like calamari, shit like that. Um I'm not a big fan of
2: squid-ish seafood, but I like fish, scallops, shit like that. And And olives fucking suck. I I I was I literally, I love olives so much. I open a jar of green olives and I just load them into my mouth with a spoonful. Man, it's uh, so you good. Can do
3: pickles, it's so can do good. Pickles.
0: But but dill pickles and not like that fucking bread pickles or whatever you want to call it. You know, bread it's got to be pickles. dill pickles. You know.
1: What was your first
2: concert? Mine. Going. Mine is actually pretty epic because it was Bob Dylan and I was like four, I think maybe five. My dad took me because my mom wouldn't go with him. And he didn't want to waste a ticket, so he brought me to see Bob Dylan at like four or five. Wow,
1: that's yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, he actually just sold the rights to his entire catalog for like three hundred. No, yep, for like three hundred and fifty million dollars.
0: Well, I, uh, that's enough <laughs> money. The guy is pushing what, like seventy five? He doesn't give a shit. he wants, he, no, wants, his f- he wants his money. I mean, it, his kids probably aren't doing fuck all because his grand. Father, you know, is, you know, oh, my dad's fucking uh, Bob Dylan. I don't have to do anything. So he's selling his fucking songs. He's leaving his money and his kids are probably just fucking hanging. I mean,
1: (laughs) mean, well, I mean, Jacob is like, he's in his like 40s. So yeah. There you go. So yeah. I mean, and he made his, he made a pretty decent amount of money too with like the whole wallflowers thing. So,
3: oh yeah.
0: That's
1: true. I get it. That's true.
0: I've I've never really looked into Bob Dylan's lineage. So, uh,
1: (laughs) right, right.
0: uh, Hopefully, they're all doing all right, you know, come Christmas time. There's no bickering, you know?
1: Yeah. I I don't think they have to worry about spending a a certain amount of money on a Christmas gift for one another.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's no budget. No, (laughs) No, secret secret Santa of $10 this year. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, I got
0: the old ticket stub just over here on the wall about eh, it. Uh, what Alex want to? Nice. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: solid.
0: I call that one a what, grade
1: 8. All right, this one's a hard question here. What's your favorite animal? Ah, oh, man, that's rough. Uh,
2: I mean, realistically, animal.
1: it's probably just going to
2: be dog for me because a dog's a dog's one of the only like man's best friend. Favorite animal. But <laughs> right on. I mean, cats <laughs> I mean, like, I've never actually petted a coyote or a wolf or
3: So, yeah, so yeah. like,
2: you a know, you probably simple thing. So like, like,
3: like,
2: oh, I
0: really like whales. Well, when was the last time you fucking petted a whale there, Joe? Exactly. Um, <laughs> right. That's
2: what I have to
0: say. I, I, I like our cat, Katrick Swayze, and uh, that's about the one... <laughs> Uh, or and, uh, I really know, so I'm just gonna say uh, cat.
1: Did you post on Instagram a picture of him the other day?
0: Probably. And yeah, Patrick <laughs> Swayze's or the best cat th- name I ever. Yes,
1: <laughs> it is. That's because I remember. I, I know I heard that somewhere, and I was like, and now it makes sense because I don't know if it was on Instagram <laughs> or Facebook or something. I was like, when you said oh, yeah, Patrick I'm... Swayze, I was like, oh shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, he's right on. You know, like whenever Bobby he and I, yeah, know, he, he dips did. into the old jam room and just tears up the side of my fucking amp as a scratching
2: post.
1: Well, at least <laughs> if he's doing it, if he's doing it to the Tolex, that's one thing. If he's doing it, if your if your amp has like the fabric on there, yeah, it's got the old. Oh fabric. yeah, oh god. Like, some some amps have like
2: carpet, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. a felt. It it's, felt like it's destroyed.
1: Yeah, I had to even
2: re- just getting thrown in and out of a van after so much. It's just ripped and shredded.
1: Oh, for sure. I had to re. Uh, to resurface oh. one of my practice amps is so I've got like a little uh little fender uh rumble fifteen or something and I had to redo okay, it man. because I had a cat that completely shredded the shit out of it. What's
0: oh, so, yeah, the side of my amp right now?
1: I mean it looked like it was like a like a fro or something. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just shredded.
1: Yep. Uh worst album by your favorite band.
2: Oh so, favorite. my favorite band of all time. <laughs> Oh yeah, look at that! That's, yeah. that's that's number one right there. It's gotta be the worst album they've ever made for sure. Like, that's the, that's such a non-debatable like thing. Right there.
1: And here's the bad thing: is I bought that sticker for a dollar.
2: No way. <laughs> my my favorite band of all time is Judas Priest, um, and their their worst album, in my opinion, would be their Nostradamus album.
0: Oh, interesting. I saw saw a priest on the Nostradamus tour. It was uh, the Metal Masters tour. So it was Testament, Motorhead, Judas Priest, and Heaven and Hell, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And... which will, will will always hold hold true to me because it was like one of the last tours with KK Downing and Glenn Tipton, right? Right. Oh, man. I, I was so bummed out. um. But oh, yeah, no,
2: Nostradamus. Ugh. No, boy, it's got to be their most bunk album for sure. <laughs> I mean, oh,
1: you know, that's so interesting because there are so many people out there. And that is a, I've really come to notice that that is a love or hate album from them. Oh, for sure. Same thing. I I don't know anyone who likes a couple tracks. Same thing with this. Same same thing with that for sure. It is a love or hate album where people are just like, "Oh, it's the greatest fucking thing they've ever done" or "It's the fucking biggest piece of shit they've ever done." And yeah. you know, and I think that's to be in their situation, any band that's major like Priest, Metallica, Maiden, Ozzy, uh Sabbath. I think that's a that's a crazy thing to to be able to release something that can completely divide your entire audience almost
2: yep but i mean what do you when you're when you're that established and you've got 30 albums yeah. do you are you really concerned with the fans not liking the next one because you chose to go a different way artistically
1: obviously, you know, you, obviously you, uh i know metallica's not <laughs> Cause yeah for sure because yeah. they've done it a few <laughs> times now Exactly. Especially in the years from nineteen ninety six to two thousand and four.
3: <laughs> they should have just made it taken, the worst. They should have
0: taken a fucking break and just gone, you know, while grunge was you know, and New Metal was on the up and up. They should have just
2: taken a fucking break and then yeah. come back out without all the shit you know I I mean, it's that. true should have taken a break there's a lot of the bands a lot of like the, the bigger metal bands in the in the mid to late late 90s era when like the new metal was a the thing they were, they were all pushing out these these albums and it was all mediocre you know and so they, they what they should have done just take a break like imagine if metallica didn't write an album in any of the 90s except for the black album whatever right and then and then their first album that they wrote after that was what was that Death Magnetic? Yeah. Imagine if they didn't write any material between the two albums. How crazy Death Magnetic would have been.
1: Oh my gosh. Like if they unreal. if they would have taken off from like ni- when they quit touring in 1994 to yep a- until 2008 when Death Magnetic 14 years.
2: That would have been a crazy album. Right. Wait, it, it was an all right album for old Metallica. Yeah. You
1: know? I mean it I mean I thought it was a decent album. I know there's a lot of people that really hate the mixing on it. Like it's too high end mixed. There's a lot of, I can see that. I can see that for sure. And which I'm interested to see on a lot of these huge edition box sets, the remaster edition stuff. You know, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they're going to do when it comes to stuff like the black album and, uh, you know, load, reload. And obviously, uh the album that should not be named <laughs> you know, yeah. we talk so we, we talk about it a lot on the show like cuz see
2: <laughs> but you talk about it but you don't name it
1: well i'm i'm that's a new thing in 2021 i'm not naming it <laughs> that's the, so funny th- the album that should not be
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, right. yeah that's that's good cause that's that's good metallica oh, i said i'll drink to that
1: definitely i'll have my uh <laughs> diet mountain dew here
2: all right, here we go. Cheers to that.
1: What's an instrument you would like to learn?
2: Saxophone. straight up. Oh, phone. Oh, cool. That's... Same. I, I actually would love to be able to play the sax. Well, I'd be that'd be super cool. We're hitting
1: right? we're hitting this two weeks in a row now. You know that was something. Okay, yeah. Then you can. Do and then you can be a full fucking up- thing
0: is it? machine you know
1: definitely definitely
0: your first album can be called like a sax appeal or something you know like it <laughs> sax
1: appeal. comes off of it makes
0: That's... it enough <laughs> That's actually pretty good Yeah, sax on the beach,
1: you know. uh, You know, you would think that would be something like a Kenny G album or something, but I don't think he's cool enough.
0: (laughs) Kenny G. No, because Kenny G is greasy. You know, he's like (laughs) if you ever look at a Kenny G album, he's sitting there, but he's not playing the sax. He's playing the clarinet. Don't get me wrong. He is greasy. Don't get me wrong. You can probably pull a lot of strange playing the clarinet, but at the end of the day, you're you're not playing the saxophone right clarinet was the, that was that was did. the
2: first instrument i learned in, in music class and then gave it up because it was just the most annoying thing of all time what's that a clarinet? oh
3: yeah a
2: clarinet. yeah i remember ha- being forced to try and learn it and then being like fuck this noise this is garbage
3: <laughs> luckily in
0: elementary school i was starting out on drums so i was i was already on the drums right but oh yeah no man you
1: know uh, I, you I know he's a he's a friend of the band uh who's greasier Jake Grease or Kenny G? <laughs> I mean, I love Jake. But he's a
2: greasy guy. He is. Yeah, he's cool shit. He I'd say, I, I'd say Kenny. Kenny's greasier than Jake. Oh, Jake's a man. He's like actually our, a cool. Like dude. our buddy Jake? I love that guy. He's that? actually home home for Christmas right now on the East Coast, just oh, like no I am. Shit. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. No, I, mean, I missed the question. Our, our buddy Jake. Yeah, Are you talking about Jake? Yeah, yeah, Jake Grease. <laughs> Only, only because his last name is Grease, right? Not, not really. That's his, you know. <laughs>
0: Jay- his last Jay- name Gracie, Jay- Gracie, right? No, Jake's fucking oh
2: right on. I've known Jake. I, I wonder, does Jake have this? Like, is it a long distant relative, an insanely good boxer? Who knows?
1: <laughs> wow, nice. Uh,
2: I always wanted that about Jake. That Cool, right? Somebody, I mean,
0: Gracie, about Jake. Jake's fucking solid as shit. Oh, absolutely. Like,
1: I I mean,
2: when when, yeah, when villain
1: were on, they were so great. They awesome, awesome cats. They they Villain's they
2: share the shit. Jake's a super super good drummer.
1: They Villain's share the, the
0: shit
3: out of post
0: through and through. You know what? And at the end of the day, you know all these all these people going out to the bovine, All these people that went to coalition. You know that you know hang around sherry colas. They know Villain, Jake and Caleb and Kane. Those boys are fucking
2: solid.
1: Definitely. Uh, they,
2: they, they've been slaying it since they started. They've been doing oh, really good. Sure.
1: Hell yeah. They're they're awesome cats. Alright, let's take one more break here and we're going to come right back with more Dead Wolf here at the Metal Forge. Thank you all for tuning in. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here, and there's three tiers. There's the Dion and thirty dollars tier. It's just a buck. Hey, you're not gonna miss a buck. Nobody does. Then there's the five dollars showstoppers tier, which you get a patch, stickers, whatever we have that's in that price range. And then there's the twenty dollars a month master, where you can get a T-shirt. Any size, any color of the Metal Forge logo. Fuck yeah. That's awesome stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you donate on there, guess what? You get the show two days in advance from everybody else. Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash metalforgeradio. Check it out and donate today. I love you guys. Thank you. Got a few more questions. Who outside of the band do you lean on to get an objective opinion on the music before you release it?
2: JJ. JJ. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of our, he's our uh, label guy. Yeah. He runs, he runs a label that we release the EP from. Right. And most of the time, you know, well, it's JJ. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, but
0: uh, we not need yeah. any sort of a? Uh, I mean, you know, Bobby and I, you know, we've been through the ringer a bit when it comes to you know underground bands. So you know, we're kind of learning from mistakes, you know. But when it comes to yeah, you it's know, neither when, of our first rodeo, right? So yeah, that's right. not our first rodeo. And, uh, when it comes to getting, uh, you know, yeah, when it comes to and when it comes to you know, kind of getting kind of getting a third opinion or whatever it will be. Uh, yeah, it's JJ, you know, he's solid okay. as
2: shit.
1: Right on. His, his
2: opinion is pretty respected too. Right. So.
1: Right. Really and I think brilliant. that's always something, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people share it with their significant other and say, Hey, what do you think? And it's always an interesting yeah. thing because I think everybody has that one, that person that they, that they send it to and say, Hey, I know you're not going to bullshit me and you're not going to give me lip service. So what do you think? So <laughs>
3: For
1: sure. yeah. uh, what's your favorite word? Word probably buddy. Wow, yes, I can tell. Buddy is a good one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy's a pretty solid, solid word. All the fucking time, <laughs> you're like, "Hey, buddy, uh, we're ready to, to oh, start."
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I you know it's it's, every, it's every, personal, <laughs> You know, Tommy's buddies
0: with everyone, right? It's <laughs> personal, and it doesn't you know it, it's it's not you know uh it's gender fluid, you know. Uh oh, oh, it's true. It all over the place, you know. It's pretty right on. So and it's a Canadian mm-hmm. staple, which I will hold tried and true, you know. Fucking always I, I stay on those staples.
1: Right, right, you right. Got what was I don't really name? have a
0: favorite word, really,
2: but I mean N-
1: nothing <sighs> that, nothing that know. comes to mind that you say all the time.
2: I say A more than the average Canadian, and mm-hmm. I've been trying not to say it in this interview, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs>
1: Right on, but it, it,
2: it holds dear, and you can't f- just fucking say it. Can't even. You can't even stop it. Like I'm a- only a- not saying a in this interview because I'm trying not to. Well, I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't even, if I didn't put that like stop saying a right now in, <laughs> it would be like every every second sentence would have an a, a, hey, It you would. Know, a. You know what I mean? Hey,
1: eh? <laughs> uh, got one more question, but before we get into it, tell people out there how they can. Get a hold of Dead Wolf. How can they f- buy albums, buy merch? How can they follow you uh- guys? well tom you hit
0: the one yeah we're uh we're just getting all the merch together right now um like i said previously uh the cassettes are in work right now we can't talk about that too much right now we've got the band camp up it's uh deadwolf.bandcamp.com some shit like that uh so hey if you want to buy the fucking uh ep fucking a rights uh hell yeah um and, and then it's up on spotify it's up on uh youtube it's up on pretty much all streaming platforms if you want to check it out and besides that uh you know when we can we'll become to a fucking town near you probably a town and not a city you know because <laughs> right
1: right right, right. Uh, and yeah. as always links will be in the description below you can click right you can on. support there will be links to the, the Dead Wolf Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Bandcamp pages, and any kind of official links in there, as well as all the sponsors uh, for the Metal Forge below. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we go today? Ooh, shout-outs.
2: Um,
0: yeah, guess uh, Skullfist, Villain, Skullfist. Riot it's City. Villain.
2: Uh, I mean, fuck. J.J. specifically out of the golfist group just for being such a bro about everything. Definitely. Uh, I mean, Jake, specifically from Villain, for being so rad right about shit, too. He's right, been pumping right. us hard. He's <laughs> fucking
3: solid,
0: I mean, shit. Uh, Dan, uh, okay. Dan Neild uh, from uh, West Coast. He's in a band called Immortal Force.
2: He's fucking right shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, Danny uh, T for fucking mixing our EP for us. Yeah. Hell, did a yeah. solid job. Fucking rules,
0: yeah. Uh Give a shout out to the old lady, Jen Sexsmith She's uh, oh, funny. you got to shout out Greg. Then. Yeah, you can't. Oh,
2: you can't gotta shout out classic. Oh, Greg. Ooh. You know, Greg's,
0: Greg's, Greg's the man. Greg, I mean, it, you know, the fucking EP wouldn't sound as good as it did. Did you know, like when we were recording, you know, just a, around the around the corner from my place, you know, he. After a take, he'd be like, ah, that sounds all right. Let's do it again, you know? And yeah. he really pushed it to
2: sound that's, that's That's what was good about Greg. He was super honest. He's like, you know what? I know you could do better. So you can oh, do another take.
1: Definitely, definitely. So, Tommy, Bobby, final question of the night. What album changed your life?
3: Allied you go first.
2: Oh, Allied Forces by Triumph. My life changer was Unleashed in the East by Judas Priest.
1: Right on, yeah, a live album even. Well, a, yeah, a, I a pseudo I was live super album. Super young. A pseudo live. Super
2: young, album. and my dad, my dad actually, he heard me listening. Okay, this is super embarrassing. <laughs> Not really, but I, I was listening to Ramstein when I was like eleven. <laughs> right and my right. dad was like oh no he's like you want to hear some heavy stuff so he, he took me in the minivan forced me to drive around and listen to Sabbath and Priest <laughs> hey and I was like this is awesome dad thank you
1: <laughs> you know that I actually saw them when I was about 14 and uh Rammstein, and was completely like blown away by the stage show because at that time they oh, I, the doing- other
2: stage show is literally insane
1: yeah even to this day and you know it's oh, yeah, they're one of those bands that I don't think a lot of people realize that they've been they've been out for over 25 years with the same oh, yeah, lineup. They have not, not been- a
2: single member change. Like, it's actually impressive. It's, it's like I don't like Ramstein, but I do appreciate how hard they are as a band.
1: Oh, absolutely. They're a
2: hard band. Like, they don't give a fuck.
1: Definitely. And, you know, like you said, though, Unleashed in the East. That's an interesting thing. That I <laughs> Yeah, man, I would, that album blew me away as a kid. I wouldn't have expected a live album like that. And I say a pseudo live album because... It is pseudo. Yes.
2: Some of the vocals were re-recorded.
1: All of the vocals were re-recorded.
2: All of them? Oh, I, I thought it was just some of them. No. Wow, that's uh, cool.
1: In the uh, in the book, Confess, by uh, Rob Halford. Interestingly enough, book, uh, he actually talks about it on there. I
0: said, I have that downstairs. I've been meaning to read it. You should. It's, <sighs> you know... Ooh,
1: do you have that? It's, uh... Ooh no pun inti- <laughs> no pun intended it's pretty hardcore uh there's some stuff that, <laughs> that he talks about in there that you're like all right uh it's yeah <laughs> he actually talks about that album and how he was so Trashed and his voice was roached out and everything. And he, they went back mm-hmm. to the studio when they when they came back from Japan. They were like, we can't release this. And he's like, you know, you're definitely not. And he actually went back in and recorded everything in one take. Yeah, like they honestly, like the,
2: <laughs> spoilers. I knew I knew most of it was re recorded for vocally. Yeah. I didn't know all of it, so that's whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. But the album itself, just the musicianship live oh yeah is 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 fucking flawless it's
1: yeah it's like, it's absolutely insane I,
2: I have every track on that album sounds better and harder than the studio version of oh that yeah song.
1: like you get hellbent for leather and it's just like and oh everything so good is on that faster so fast so good everything's like oh yeah two for sure right? faster. it's
2: almost it's almost like judas priest didn't figure out awesome <laughs> like they obviously figured out awesome, but like they didn't have the ballsy amps all until all of a sudden, amps were better. Almost like they were just more distortion, heavier, like dirtier. Right. I don't know. It ruled. Yeah, that album ruled for me.
1: Yeah, and what was that 1978,
2: 79, something? I like that? seventy eight or seventy
1: nine, something like that. And, yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure somebody will comment on on something Oh yeah, was, someone like, will comment. Well, it was I <laughs> for August sure. August of 19, you know, that, that somebody'll say something about it for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was that whole transition where you know, where like bands from the 70s sounded a certain way, like Motörhead sounded a lot like Judas Priest and stuff like that. And you know, That's even the, the thing earth, so
2: it's almost like gear gear just kind of all of a sudden went. got better at one one year.
1: Yeah. Uh it's probably probably around the same time period that you know Van Halen came out because they actually audibly sounded different uh, yeah. than everybody else.
2: Totally, so totally. Because
1: Daddy Van Halen was, you know, he was insane.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, he, he was speaking
0: everything. You know, he was he was coming kind of age.
1: You know. So off of the EP on the way out today, what do you guys want me to play?
2: Honestly, I'd love you to play Wanted Man. Wanted Man. That's all. Wanted Man rips so hard off that EP, (laughs) (laughs) dudes. All
1: right. Here it comes. This is from Dead Wolf in Toronto. This is Wanted Man.
0: New wave of heavy rock and roll coming at
1: you.
0: Yeah.
3: now it's so fun la
2: Musicians rejoice. Confused with all the modern and technical pedalboard selections? Look no further. Kentucky Hot Brown Pedalboards offer their homemade wooden and custom pedalboards for guitarists and bassists alike. Established in 2013,
1: KYHBPB has helped support not only the local Louisville scene, but a large array of big and small players from across the entire country. More
2: info can be found at KentuckyPedalboards.com.